What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. I'm Sal. And I'm Rob. Hello, Rob. How you doing, Sal? Good, good, good. Are you excited for this time of year? Oh, fuck yeah. You know what this time of year is? Uh, yes, I do. What is it? Something with sports. Yes, so March Madness, St. <laughs> Patty's Day. The MLB is back, Sal. The MLB is back. I heard they, they had some lockdown or something. There was yeah, somebody, they had a lockout. It was a threat? Yeah. Oh, a So lock- they just signed the contract last so, week. So wait, it's not a lockdown, it's a lockout? Lockout. What are they locked out of, their houses? So they're actually a union, so they, they, they end up striking. So they have a collective bargaining agreement. So they're striking for more money. Wait, yeah. dude, you never, I never understood the amount of games that they fucking play. That oh. is like... Absurd. Well, they're starting the season two weeks late and still playing 162 games. <sighs> yeah, that's a lot. That's why so many games. It's it's baseball. It's been that way. It's been that way since I was a kid. 162 games. But the crazier thing is they keep expanding the playoffs and adding more teams, so more games. Realistically, they shorten the regular season because they get end up getting into like the end of October, and baseball in the end of October is a little bit too cold for that. But uh, teeny, tiny, a little bit. So you know what else started today? Today. Yes. What? No. Yes. There's, there's we spoke about it yes. a month ago. It is to the day. steak and blowjob day, <laughs> fellas. Get your steaks and your blowjobs. Yes. My wife asked me if that was today. And, and you said yes, correct? I said, oh, yeah. All right. And I collected. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that information. So the other thing that starts today is NFL free agency. It's, it was crazy. Crazy today. All the sports that's going on, my head's going to explode. I was I so know. excited. Fucking what? The goat's coming back. I know. That, and Brady's coming back. Yeah. Hey, I listen to Mickey all the time. Mickey, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> Dude, he's coming back because of inflation. inflation. <laughs> yeah, I saw that meme. <laughs> Brady can't afford, can't afford gas, so he's going back to work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy can afford whatever he wants. Oh, my God. So, Sal, you went camping this weekend. How was it? Oh, dude, it was fucking great. It was, uh, I think it's like. We were trying to do the math over the weekend. That was a little tough. But um, I think we're like 15 years running now doing uh, Guy's Weekend uh, camping trip. Winter, That's awesome. Winter camping trip. Same spot. Uh, it's in cabins. Yeah, fuck you. We don't do tents in the winter. We did that actually one year, and it was negative four at night. It was fucking cold. Not to mention there was a snowstorm, too, while you were out there. This past weekend, yes, yes. It was, it was pretty cool, though. I'll tell you what was nice, walking through New York City during that snowstorm, it was amazing. <laughs> With two young kids. And <laughs> fucking fantastic. Not too many people on the streets though, right? No, there weren't a lot of people. So we took the boys to so my wife's birthday present was taking her to Broadway to see Wicked. It was my son's first time on Broadway. So Wicked's a little bit long because there's an intermission. First first half is ninety minutes, second half is sixty. So it was a little bit slow moving at the beginning, but definitely picked up and and they enjoyed it. Like after the fact, I didn't think they did, but after the fact, I said, "Dad, we really like that." And I was like, "Awesome." You like the play or you like the food? Because we went out <laughs> to eat too. They're like, "No, no, we like the play." And I was like, "Awesome." How were your How were your stage seats? Uh my 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 seats in the back of the theater were great. Thank you. <laughs> it was actually a really nice theater, Gershwin Theater. It's pretty big. Bigger than I, I, I think thought. I've been there. Yeah, you know what? I I because that's the only theater that they play Wicked in, right? Mm-hmm. I took my wife there a long time ago. It's my wife's favorite play. So it was definitely a great birthday gift. And I think we'll probably do a couple more plays in the near future. The boys thoroughly enjoyed it. So I I was like, I was very happy to see that. Talking about stage seats. When I was younger, uh, my parents got 
tickets to Cats. Remember Cats? Yeah, the Broadway I saw Cats. show. Yeah. We had stage seats. Dude, I, I, I was maybe 10 years old, and we had these fucking human-like cats up all in our shit. How old were you? 10, maybe? Yeah, I, was, I think I was like 12 or 13, same. But it, it, cool show, and, yeah. and it went on forever. It went on for like 20 years or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it went on for, for quite some time. But one of the um, conversations we had over the weekend on the camping trip uh, we were talking about uh, certain things. Uh, we were actually talking about a lot of things. No politics. We that's didn't. Good. We we didn't you don't talk, want politics. To talk about politics. No, no. That's one. That's one thing that we didn't want to do. Is talk about ruin the weekend because of politics. Although someone did accidentally call nine one one, but that's <laughs> that's that's for another day. One of the topics that we we spoke about was um, first aid, and uh, I'm not sure if I've told this story before. I did save my daughter's life, my middle daughter. We were in Disney a couple of years ago, putting our names on the list for a restaurant, and they had the uh, peppermint, the mints at the uh, at the counter, the host's counter, and she took one. And we we said, "Fine, you can have one." And I walked away. We we left the restaurant. We were we were deciding where we wanted to go, but I had I had some things in my hand that I wanted to throw out. So I was looking for a garbage, and I walked away with my youngest daughter. So my wife was with my oldest and my middle. And I'm probably 30 yards away, and I hear my wife screaming. I look back, and I, I see my daughter, you know, uh, clenching her throat. She was, she was choking. And I, I freaking, like, flash Gordon. I, was, I ran over and uh, did the Heimlich. Scariest moment of my life. Um, there was a couple that they saw the commotion. They were actually coming over. And uh, when they saw me approach my daughter and, and, and perform the Heimlich, uh, the gentleman put his hand on my shoulder and he said, you know, this is, this is, this is a lot to uh, take in and a lot to process. He goes, but you just saved your daughter's life. He says, we were going to come in and help, but we saw you running over. He goes, but you, you just saved your daughter's life. So when I got back to the hotel room that night, it was, that's when it hit me. It, 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 it was like, holy shit. So Sal, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> what, what are we talking about? First aid. The importance of learning first aid, not only for yourself, your wife, and your kids. If there are any first aid courses that are um, near you or, or if your town is, is uh, they have uh, first aid available that you can take, I highly, highly recommend you taking a first aid class. Don't do the YouTube bullshit videos. Take a first aid class. We took first aid when my... Before my first daughter was born, you know, infant, if an infant's choking, what do you do if an infant is choking? We learned CPR. We learned how to uh, dislodge uh, any type of food that, that if an infant is choking on. So I, I highly, highly recommend you taking a first aid class. If you're, if you're a dad-to-be, if you're a dad, take it, man. It's always, it's always good to know. Even take some advanced courses. You know, if, if you guys are fairly active and you go on hikes and stuff, it's not bad to know the proper way how to dress a wound. Do you know uh, first aid, Rob? Do I know mouth to mouth? Are you asking me? <laughs> See, that's Stop, where, stop trying that's, to come on to me. That's where your head goes. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Rob, if I need mouth to mouth, don't come save me. Let me fucking <laughs> no, die. I'm going to kick you in elbow drop. Yeah. <laughs> Let me fucking die. I don't want mouth to mouth from you. 
<laughs> I don't know. Do where, I know first aid? No, I've never been. I don't know where trained. your mouth has been. There's so many responses <laughs> I could have with that, but I am going to leave it PC. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> so I was trying to think of uh, of a good response, but any good response in that in that arena would just not be a good response for our podcast. So do you know first aid? Have you have you taken first aid classes? Do you know how to dress a wound? Do you know, know. how to do surgery? Yeah. I know how to take a splinter out. I know how to bandage a child, small child with their cuts. I wasn't trained as an EMT, but I did stay at a holiday inn last night. You never saw those commercials? No. <laughs> Should have seen Sal's face. Another crickets. So That's no fucking <laughs> there's a I don't, oh, watch that fell much, on. I don't watch much that, TV. That fell on. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. On deaf ears. So I I know enough to do CPR, the Heimlich, or stuff like that, but I, I've never been classically trained, no have, nor do I have any certifications. So if it wasn't my child, it, I wouldn't be uh, doing anything beyond that. So Or my wife, sorry. Do you know that in the event you're – not your child, but if you if you know CPR or if you know first aid and you see a child is is choking, you have to ask per, their parents' permission to save their life. Did you know that? So you can't just, if you see a kid choking in a restaurant, you can't just run over and just, hey. I don't know if I would, especially if their parents are there. I'd be like, is there a doctor present? Because dude, I've heard this seconds, before. Dude, it's seconds. I know I've heard this before, but. If you do something and you harm the child, you're liable. you're now liable. Yep. So do you put yourself in a situation where that would occur? I wouldn't. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an EMT. Now, if there was a doctor EMT present, I'm sure they they would. Sure, of course. Because they have the liability insurance right. and, and all that stuff. If it were my kid, yeah, I'm going to do everything to figure out the fuck. Like, that bend over backwards. To, Stomp on his back. Yeah. Get out! Yeah. Just spit it Exactly. Out. Why'd I you told you not to fucking eat it. Spit it out. <laughs> so oh. did you know that they changed CPR? I know a lot of people know it's mouth to mouth, but they've changed CPR. It is no longer um, pump. pump uh, what is it? You press on the chest X amount of times. Yeah. And then you give two breaths and then you go back to the chest. It's like 10, right? Or something like that. They want you to focus on keeping the heart beating. Don't stop pumping the heart. Yeah, but with kids also, it's it's very, you have to be very sensitive, right? Because you can't be as forceful as you would with an adult. Right, because you, you can you break, break their ribs. Break the rib cage, yep. So the importance of uh, first aid, I mean, it's, especially if, you, if you're going to be a dad, infants put shit in their mouth all the time. If they, you know, especially so I if think they one of the things, so, so not only first aid, but just common sense in the household. So if you have, if you have booze, if if you're a person who likes their bourbon, oh, I just said it. boobs. No, that's a whole nother episode. If if you like booze, I would have them locked up or in a high spot so the kids can't get to it. Yes, agreed. And I also think that is true with teenagers because I I know I don't know if when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, mom dad don't listen to this. We used to fill it up with water, right? Vodka, you would just fill up with water. You fucking derelict. Yeah, well, I used to have friends who were derelicts, too. Damn. You didn't do that? No. My parents had, like, three bottles of liquor in their whole house. Dude, my father whooped my... Well, my father liked Remy Martin, so he he wasn't a vodka guy. Yeah, so there was, like, one bottle of vodka, and we used to... It was probably mostly water by the time (laughs) I graduated. And the funniest thing is, it wasn't me. 
Like, it'd be my friends and be like, I wasn't a big drinker. I never have been until, honestly, until I started liking bourbon. It's, bourbon's really been like a revelation to me. I just enjoy it. I enjoy relaxing on a weekend, putting on the fire and having a bourbon. And drinking a bottle. No. <laughs> Maybe when you're over. But, so, I think it it is important, though, to understand also cleaners and stuff like that, understanding to keep them locked up. So have your, your kids locks on those bottom cabinets. You get all the kids. Yeah. Get all the kid locks, locks and, and lock the shit up because you know what, man, kids get into everything. And there's some parents that say, why am I going to lock my cabinets? I want them to learn that they can't go into that cabinet. And some parents, if you have one child, great. You know, you can stand over your child and, and listen to when he's going into cabinets and walk over and, not reprimand, but hey, you, you know, you're not supposed to be in there. Then there's other parents where their house is Fort Knox. Yeah, you know, I think we're somewhere in between. Like, if you see most of the open bottles come down here into the into the barrel. Right. Because I don't want them upstairs. Because if they're not open, no one's touching them. The other bottles that are open are up high, like on a, an eight-foot shelf, seven-foot shelf. See, so my, the kids can't reach it. My kids see my bar, and they know that, you know, they see all my bottles. There they, is a difference between girls and boys i don't think my boys are gonna touch it now right i think eventually in the future they will try to touch it and they will be in a lot of trouble essentially when he's 21 i told him you know if you want to try bourbon we can have it i said you're not gonna like it i can tell you right now it wasn't until i was 40 i liked it my middle daughter and this this started when so when she was doing her communion they had to take the bread the body of christ and the wine and and they told us have your child, if you drink wine at home, have your child practice with the wine because they give wine at communion. So my middle daughter, every time my, my wife or I have a, have a glass of wine, she tastes it. And she goes, I like that. Nah, I don't like this one. That's, yeah, that's no good. They, they get close to my bourbon within like five feet. They're like, wow, that smells. Yeah, it's <laughs> the same. Bad, bad. Not, not in a good my way. My kids are the same way. They're exact same way. For, for a dad lesson tonight, I think it's important to definitely take a class in CPR or not CPR, but first aid. I, I would say general first aid. Yeah. But then if you want to go like CPR and stuff like that, do it, man. It's it, it's always good to know. There, it's yeah, there's general no, no knowledge. Yeah. I mean, you'll get your certification, but it does expire. And if you want to if you want to um, go back to recertify, that, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take my kids. To, to do first aid classes. I, I want, you know, if they, if they need help or something and they know how to do things, first aid things. Sure. Yeah, no, it would be, be helpful. And the other thing I think it will also give them some perspective on is what they want to do in life too. If your daughters are entertaining a profession in healthcare or, you know, a healthcare professional as a nurse or a doctor or whatever it is, this is dipping in the toe. Yeah, it's just dipping in the toe, and it's like, oh, I do like this. No, hell no, I don't like blood. Sorry, no one of my kids want to do it. I'm happy to announce we have a new sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Weber Home and Business. Weber Home and Business was established in 2021 with one clear mission. Establish a safe, healthy environment in your home, school, or workplace 
With over 12 years of experience, environmental remediation and restoration industry, their staff of certified mold inspectors will be sure to provide thorough inspections, detailed protocols, expert knowledge, and professionalism in each and every client. Call Weber Home and Business at 551-502-1052 for mold inspections, air samples, air quality assessments, or water intrusion. And an IICRC certified, whatever that means, will be happy to walk you through the process. They work with insurance companies, real estate agents. So give them a call and get it better with Weber. Again, that's 551-502-1052. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. And Rob, we are tasting tonight Redemption Bourbon Pre-Prohibition Whiskey Revival. Alcohol classification, it is a bourbon and Distilled by the Deutsch family wine and spirits. Proof is 88 proof, 44% alcohol by volume. Age is undisclosed. Filtration undisclosed. Batch size undisclosed. Um, The mash bill, 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley. Price point, pretty impressive. It's uh, $28 to $38. So that's that's actually rather good. Um. Let's move on to the nose and aroma. Oh, I didn't do the third glass. You got that third glass over there? Tell me what you smell on that. I definitely got something. Hedge trimmings. <laughs> Bacon. Have you ever had, like, you smell something, but you can't, like... Put your nose on yeah, it? Yeah, put your nose on it. <laughs> hey. Look at that. Hey, there you go. I'm getting the undertones of the charred barrel for the, uh, for the third glass method. The third glass has more aroma than I think the wet glass does. Caramel. I, I think the wet glass has uh, more of a burn yeah, on the nose. Yeah, it's more of a spice. Yeah, so I, I'm getting the caramel. Caramel on both. Well, the uh, so nose and aroma. Car- um, caramel for me, and, and, and uh, I'm getting it's rye spice. It can't be rye spice. It's not. It's 21% rye. It's not that pronounced. Let's go with caramel. Uh, tasting. If it wasn't for the cork in my glass, the cork. Bits and pieces. So the cork dried out, which is weird. I, I've never had a bourbon cork dry out. Yeah. It's flaking into the bottle. I wonder if, I honestly don't remember when I got this bottle. I think it. Rob, I thought it was actually you drinking out of the bottle and it was just backwash. It's a good guess too. <laughs> but it's definitely the cork dried out, which yeah, is weird. No, I can see it. And I don't think I've ever had that happen before. And I don't think it's that old of a bottle. I got it this, this, um. No, no I mean, feel the cork. Yeah, you can feel it. It's, it's still- not. I mean, it's not like dry, dry. It's it's still like soft. Yeah, very weird. Um, tasting notes. It's actually rather smooth, given the high percentage of corn. Um, tasting the bourbon neat, as we always do. Getting a little vanilla. I smell the vanilla in the dry glass. That was my fart. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> Finish. Uh, it's got a, a a lingering burn. Got a lingering burn. Yeah, definitely. But uh, not too bad. Overall, not too complex. I'm going to give it an easy sipper. Definitely an easy sipper. You throw you throw an ice cube in there. That, that'll that be... Uh, oh, nice and open up. Yeah, all night long. Uh, I'm going to give this... Uh, you know what, Rob? You do yours. Then I'll give my rating. All right. I think the aroma, I'm going to do a one. I think the dry glass definitely definitely gives us the undertones. Um, the wet glass is, is, like Sal was saying, a little bit strong and, and harsh. The taste is definitely a burn. Burn almost all the way down. I, the, the taste isn't there for me. It's not 
not bad, but it's not great. I'm going to give it a one there, too. I think the price point's fantastic. Yeah. And the price point is amazing. Yeah, price point is amazing. I mean, I'm saying the taste is a one, but I compare all the bourbons equally, regardless of price point. So I think the, it's not a zero. It's a one. It's it's a little bit... Um, I wouldn't put it as a shelf staple for me. Cause I, ha- I like I like it's other ones better. It's not a shelf staple. Definitely not a shilt shelf <laughs> staple. Almost I fumbled say it. it. Um, so I, I I would go for price point. I'm going to go a two because price point plays in with just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's great. So I'm going four. Oh, yeah. a four. A four. Oh, I gave it a, a five zero. Wow. <laughs> I did. I don't know if you saw me type it. No, in. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I typed it. It was 5 Oh, all right. So that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our bourbon review and the episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast. Tune in next time for another episode of maybe an interview or maybe just me and Sal talking bullshit and me doing some sports trivia on his ass. Sports, yes. Yes. <laughs>